pull up a bar stool. Well, we got Andrew Foxwell back on the show this week, and we'll get into the typical Facebook ads nerdery. We'll talk about WooCommerce dynamic ads integration, Facebook collections, uh, whether wider audiences are working these days, and if that's something you should do. Maybe the future of Facebook groups a little bit. We'll see what we can do. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, once a month, we invite Andrew Foxwell, Foxy Foxwell, to the show. Hey, Foxy Foxwell. Thank you for that wonderful <laughs> nickname. <laughs> and we geek out on Facebook ad stuff. Uh, Andrew decked out in a Packers hat. I certainly appreciate that. How's it going, Andrew? Hey, it's going really good. It's uh, becoming springtime here in Wisconsin, so everybody is already wearing shorts and tank tops yeah. uh, because when it becomes 65 uh, you know, and above, everybody just, just gets really excited. Uh, so uh, what are you thinking of the Brewers thus far, though? What, what's your opinion on that? They're not real good, but I, honestly – what I want, I'm sure everybody's really interested in this. What I want from the Brewers this year is to win about 70 games, but have some very bright young stars play well. And okay. I, I hope all the guys that there's no future with the team, they're just garbage and, and they help them lose a lot of games. Cause it's kind of like uh it's kind of like Facebook ads. Like you hope that, you know, there are a decent amount of wins and you hope that you have some young stars, some new ideas that that translate and that become your big stars eventually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so, you know, look, this is the pubcast. I, I'm actually drinking water today. I, I've, I've kind of uh, this, this new kick for this month. I'm trying to get healthier just for this month at least. We'll see you after that. Are you hey, actually- I'm with you, man, and I 100% hear you, and I'm also drinking water. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I just, I just had some, uh, just had some kombucha, so oh, it's kind of kombucha. alcoholic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess there is a little bit of alcohol in that, supposedly. That's why I feel really good right now. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we we made the pubcast a farce again, but that that's okay. Uh, but anyway, you sent me a, a list of stuff that that you want to talk about. I mean, wh- wh- where do you want to guide this right now? What do you want to talk about today? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the the newest uh, stuff that's out that I think matters are some of these new integrations that are coming with uh, specifically with dynamic product ads. And as they relate to Facebook collections, um, I would uh, I know you wrote a, a post that just came out um, on the WooCommerce uh, integration. Can you walk through for me and for the people listening some of the new integrations that um, are out and uh, how they are? what their intent is like, are they, are you, are they supposed to make dynamic product ads easier or, um, or what's really the intent here from Facebook and what are some of the newest and best ones that you're seeing? Well, so there, there have been, Facebook has been rolling out various integrations over the last, I don't know, year or so. 
um, with the primary intention of making the, just the installation of the Pixel easier. Um, so that includes Big Commerce and Magento and uh, a couple others. Shopify. Shopify. And I think a couple others after that. Um, but uh, yet the latest one, and I think this is big, especially for, I don't know, anybody who's kind of in this info marketing or, or just small business, e-commerce kind of stuff. Um, I think there's a lot of people who use either Shopify or WooCommerce. Um, and WooCommerce was one that was neglected until now. So the big news was they created this new integration with WooCommerce. And again, this is primarily, this is really for anyone with an e-commerce site who's, they're selling lots of products. Um, but so the first thing is, is it makes it really, really insanely easy to add the Pixel because all it's a, a connection to your Facebook account and um, you select what your Pixel is as opposed to like all the copy and pasting of Pixels and stuff like that. Um, and trying to figure out where you're supposed to put it and anything, or what is my pixel ID. You don't have to do all that. It's just, uh, it's, it's closely integrated. But after that, uh, so WooCommerce, anyway, to make this all work, there's this new uh, Facebook for WooCommerce uh, extension that you need. But I think the, the coolest part about it, um, so not only does it add the necessary um, events, which I know confuse a lot of people, uh, when trying to figure out how to add those events, what pages to add them on, and all that kind of stuff. But it automatically generates your product feed for that you can use for dynamic ads, and you can use for collections, and you can use for your shop, uh, whatever page, whatever that is on your, on your Facebook page. Um, and um, I think that's probably the biggest part of this because, you know, the pixel itself... You know, for some people who aren't technical, that's a big deal. Otherwise, it's pretty easy. Um, I definitely, you know, I definitely realize that the the events can be complicated. But probably the biggest issue of all is generating the product feed. And you know? so there are a lot of a lot of e-commerce sites out there, like yeah, dynamic ads sound awesome, but how I got to hire someone to do this and that, and um, so this simplifies it. And look, I'm not an e-commerce company, but I'm looking at, you know, in that in that post, because I, I was basically sent screen grabs by Facebook, and the the process looks insanely easy. So it it tells you, it shows you what your feed is, like what all the products are within WooCommerce, how it would look, you know, the preview for each product, um, for the thumbnail and all that kind of stuff, and you just hit finish, and it generates the feed, and then you can apply that when creating product dynamic product ads or um, collections or whatever. So uh, hopefully it's going to make things a whole lot easier for people. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really exciting actually. I mean, the, the integrations make it a lot easier, as you said, you know, the, the pixel event piece is really huge. And one thing that now we have, almost everybody has, it's getting rolled out globally as we speak um, are the event based uh, custom audiences, which you've talked about and written about, and I have as well, uh, where, you know, somebody goes to your page and they fire on a certain event. So they add something to cart or they initialize a checkout or uh, whatever. And it's, and they do that over a certain amount of times over a certain amount of days. So they've come to the website and they've, 
fire the uh, you know lead uh, generation piece uh, or picks event uh, three times in the last 180 days mm-hmm. or something like that, right? So those are really powerful. I mean, I think the other thing that it proves and I it, you know I think it shows is Facebook last year about this time, Sheryl Sandberg, um, the COO said, we are seeing search-like results from dynamic product ads. Uh, and that was, I think, the first time that we heard from them of the full buy-in of dynamic product ads. And so uh, I had always a little bit poo-pooed them because there wasn't as much scale coming out of them and they were really hard to set up in most cases. And so it was like sort of the, does it really matter? And I had always done, uh, if people had gone on e-commerce, for example, to a specific collection, we take the top products and then retarget with images of those top products. Um, But what we now have is we have more integrations happening. We have collections uh, as an ad unit, which looks really good and makes sense. And I think the other thing that collections does, which people haven't really talked about, is that collections breaks down. uh, It's an ad for a specific subset of your collection. So it's not as if it, you know, its intent is to show that there are different products that you have within your store and not everything's the same. Mm. Um, And so you can now, when you're setting up dynamic product ads, you can cross-reference and say, okay, somebody's bought uh, let's say I sell, you know, some sort of accessory. Somebody has bought shoes in the last uh, 60 days or they've gone to that page. And and now I want to cross sell them in a different collection and sell them socks. So uh, that's the type of thing that Facebook is doing because users are clearly asking for it and it's working. So I'm glad that they're making the integrations a lot better. I think that the challenge is, um, for people uh, on dynamic product ads is that, uh, you know, the integrations that Facebook has are getting better, but they're, they're, they still aren't firing on every single thing. So there's still, I think, something within Facebook's code that with dynamic product ads um, isn't fully baked. Hmm. Have you heard this as well? Have you heard any, any stuff about that? I haven't. I mean, what is it you're, okay. you're hearing? Uh, just just things like uh, a lot of people, when they set up dynamic product ads through Shopify, use a, a plugin called Flexify. And one of the challenges with Flexify is that it's an older plugin that doesn't pass, I don't think, all of the data through to Facebook. So hopefully Facebook's clearly walking in this direction, um, you know, to have that be a lot easier. So, yeah, I say in general, I'll say this. I would not want to be a an app developer who creates relies on the Facebook ads API and is filling needs um, due to um, you know things that Facebook isn't currently providing because Facebook is constantly updating and basically seeing the stuff that you're creating and saying oh that's a good idea we're, we sh- we're gonna do that too so yeah I don't know about it I don't really know much about on the Shopify side all I know is um, with this new integration, uh, with uh, WooCommerce, it's really easy. And it does all these things from the pixel to the events to the, the product feed that, you know, if it's not perfect, I'm sure they'll continue to work on it. But uh, there's going to become a point where these third-party applications have to stay a step ahead and always have more and more features that aren't available directly through Facebook. And I, it's it's interesting because in the comments on my post about this, 
Uh, there's people who just swear by Pixel Your Site, Pixel My Site Pro, or Pixel Your Site Pro. I always forget. Um, and it's an it's a an application I've used before too. But the reality is, it is it really better than doing this if you use WooCommerce, like using a, a, another application instead of something that's Facebook or WooCommerce built? Mm-hmm. Is that really this? Like as, as you were saying with the Shopify example. Stuff kind of goes can go wrong. I think it's more likely to go wrong when it's not built by. I mean, is it built by Shopify? Is that what you were right. talking about? I, I don't think it, so, right? No, it's not. No, it's not built by Shopify. So, no. you, so they got to you know make sure all that remains synced between whatever Shopify is doing and what's fa- what Facebook API is doing. And um, I don't know, man. I again, I don't want to bash any of these third parties because I, I use their stuff. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. I mean, if Facebook's always going to be, I think they're going to hopefully be better and better off on the integration side. You know, what that bring, brings me to think about, which is not on the list, but one thing I did actually intend to put on the list to talk about is, um, is, is you know, a lot of changes we've seen with, with, as we said, dynamic product ads and with collections. What do you think, what are some of the things that you're thinking and, uh, you know, you may know or have smells or hints that things are happening of what's happening what's going to happen at f8 have you heard anything because f 8s around the corner um that's when they make a lot of announcements uh and obviously it's their developer conference but i'm curious what you're uh, what you think might come out after that the only rumor i've heard is regarding group chat bots which i think is kind of boring and disappointing because the whole f8 last year was all about chat bots for the most part it's also when they announced um, and started rolling out, which is kind of amazing, that um, advanced mode for website custom audiences. Right. It's been a year and people still right. don't have it. Uh, but no, I mean, I haven't heard anything beyond that. man. have you? I have not. I mean, I would it gets into the group thing. I have I have a feeling and I think, um, you know, I I think it's fairly accurate that I have a feeling that that there's going to be some sort of paid product that comes out around groups. Uh, you know, I think the, I think an interesting change that I would not have predicted in the last year on Facebook is the advent of how popular groups are um, and really how the usage of them is up and how people are connecting and they're really building a lot of communities and the value of them is really high. I mean, it, incredibly valuable to a lot of different subsets. I mean, everything from companies with their best customers having discussions to, um, you know, online groups that are, you know, like mastermind types of things. Uh, so I would, it would make sense to me that there's going to be a way for the, you know, you to target groups potentially in different categories, um, target people belong to those. That would probably be a really smart idea. Uh, and I would wonder if there isn't going to be more integration within groups as well for collaboration, whatever that might mean. Um, and making the video portion of them be better. But I, I think that and there's probably going to be more, I'm guessing, uh, you know, rollouts of ad units potentially around uh, Instagram stories. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be another guess that I have since they rolled out, you know, the the Instagram story piece with the with reach as the objective for now. Um, but there's there's going to be more there. You can't get people to a site, but eventually you'll be able to do that since the, you know, DAUs on Instagram have increased significantly in the last year. I tell you the whole stories thing freaks me out a little bit just because 
You know, every time I resist change, I've been rewarded because like think of all this stuff that's come along over the last five or so years. Like, oh, this is going to be the next Facebook killer. And I pretty much just ignore it because I'm old and I don't want to do anything new and uh, just focus on this Facebook stuff. And it eventually goes away. Um, But now you're, you're talking about stories, which is just completely different and takes me out of my comfort zone with you know, pictures and, and videos and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I don't think that's going away. I mean, and I, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about how this could completely redefine the news feed and this and that. I mean, are, are you doing, are you creating stories, whether it be on Facebook or, or Instagram or elsewhere, Snapchat? I mean, I've done them on Snapchat, done it on Facebook a little bit. Somebody the other day, Jason Stein, I'm from, a 24-7 laundry service in New York, he tweeted, I thought very appropriately, he said, uh, you know, he said, Snapchat stories, teens, uh, Instagram stories, uh, everyone else, Facebook stories, marketers. <laughs> mm. if, that's <laughs> the ca- thought, if that's the case, forget it. I don't care. Which I, which I think is true. I mean, people are always testing it. I, but I don't think that it's sticky enough there yet. But on Instagram, I have really found a lot of value in them. To be honest with you, I really like it. It's an easy thing to watch. It is a story. It's sequential over time. It's fun. It's interesting. And so in that sense, yes. Um, and I think that the sponsored stories within uh, are really cool. And I think they're short enough and interesting enough. So I would imagine there there will continue to be expansion on that. Um, um, so but, yeah. to, to follow up what you're saying there, um, I don't have a ton of friends. I'm not one of those people who friends everybody. Um, I, I might have six or 700 friends on Facebook. At the top of my Facebook app right now, I have three stories. They're all, mar- mm-hmm. they're all marketers. And I don't friend a lot of marketers either. Right. To be right. Clear. That's, and that's case in point yeah. <laughs> of what we're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's a big uh, a big one that we'll probably see more change on, um, you know, coming up. What do you uh, What are you thinking in terms of uh, you know wider audiences? Have you Have you heard this from from other people? Have you heard uh, from e commerce advertisers the types of audiences that are really working for them right now? You know, it's 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 one of those things. It's for me. It, <laughs> It's inconsistent. Like I hear, like it's funny. I'll, I always hear people talking about creating these lookalike audiences with their with a huge net. Um, sometimes having audiences of ten million people and having great success, but then you know I also see how much success I can have with really really small audiences too. And I just I I think in every case it kind of depends on well kind of it ultimately depends on the quality of that audience. It could be a quali- quality large audience or quality small audience mm-hmm. um but uh and that's it's kind of a a gamble i think especially with interests because there are some really high quality interests out there but there are some really poor quality quality interests too so you can't just say yeah use use all these interests and you know create an audience of a million two million five million people whatever and you'll have a lot of success well it depends on what that interest is and even on a lookalike too, if it's built off of a bad, a low quality source. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it sounds like you're you're seeing and hearing some stuff. I mean, what what are you what are you seeing? I mean, there's there's two things I've really been surprised by um, in the last two weeks uh, since we saw each other in San Diego, social media marketing world of, of that have 
that have really been impactful. One of them is um, wider audiences, like we're talking about, um, eight eight percent look alike, ten percent look alikes, um, and and letting it optimize on a on a one day click or a seven day click window. Um, that is that to me proves that the Facebook Pixel has gotten a lot smarter, um, and it's you know it's interesting. I have audited uh, probably five or six accounts and uh, started working with a couple of those accounts over over the last couple of weeks. And they this is a key part of their strategy is extremely wide targeting, like in north of ten million audiences, um, with only a demographic overlays and excluding fans, and that's it. Uh, so that has been really interesting and proves that the pixel is really good. So, you know, whereas my my earlier feeling um, that I've always had is, you know, if you can split things, which I still agree with. Uh, and I think, you know, especially at the low end and especially at the low funnel, you you do still want to split things um, because you want to talk to people in different stages in the mid to low funnel um, and use different objectives to get in front of them. But for purely prospecting traffic, I, it's been interesting to see. And I would suggest people try this is, is you know, going towards wider audiences. Um, yeah. And I, I, know, think, the, I think that's good news and a good sign, especially for anyone who doesn't have a large built in audience. Um, doesn't have a lot of traffic to their website, big email list, big fan base. And you're like frustrated because you got to start from scratch. Well, if you can actually find some success targeting a broad, broad, broad audience, that helps everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which it's good. I mean, the the pixel really is getting a lot smarter. And it's it's especially smarter too, I think. And it helps you and you are at a slight advantage if you if you install those events, because Facebook is recognizing what events people are taking, um, or you know what actions they're taking based on the event. Um, the other interesting thing that I did want to mention is uh, Facebook has started a Facebook auction live group. Um, that is a group on Facebook. You can search it. It's public, um, and they basically sit down once a week with Facebook engineers and marketing people um, and talk about how the auction works. Hmm. It, and it is an insane, it is an insanely helpful thing. And it's also insane because some of the stuff they're saying I'm, I've never heard. Hmm. Um, and so I would suggest uh, people go check that out. Uh, it's called Facebook Auction Live. Um, they have different engineers. They've had, I mean, I think, I assume they'll have different engineers. They've had the same ones on um, last couple episodes, but they had talked about audience size. And what was interesting was that one of the engineers said, it, the audience size doesn't matter. Um, and it's about really what you're trying to do and what the budget is, which is like a classic Facebook answer and is also like true clearly. Um, but audience size I think in this case really does matter. And I think it really is working and they've made that auction a lot smarter. Well, it matters um, in terms of budget though, too. So like the budget, if you, if you, if you want to spend $500 a day, audience size matters, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's a, uh, an interesting one for, for really advanced marketers that are listening to this on Facebook. Um, 
to check out. Uh, and another thing that they said that was a validation of uh, strategy is uh, optimizing for pixels that are farther up in the funnel instead of optimizing for your purchase pixel, which a lot of people do. But they, I had heard are always from Facebook reps that the pixel optimized in a seven, excuse me, in a, in a seven day, one week window. So you have to get, or excuse me, one day window. So you had to get 20 conversions in a day for it to fully optimize, which is like completely unrealistic for 99% of people. And this person said, well, actually it's optimized within a, uh, it can be optimized in a one day or a seven day of getting 20 conversions in a seven day window. Well, now that's a different story, especially if you think about a pixel firing on an initialized card or an add to cart um, or initialized checkout or add to cart, that becomes more realistic and will help you to fully optimize. And I've actually seen this already working. So that's another piece that uh, I just wanted to mention. Yeah, and that's a question I get a lot. Um, regarding, you know, how many conversions you need a day to be able to optimize for conversions and this and that. And I like, I feel like all my answers are like this, but it's even though, even if you can say, okay, you need at least 20 over a seven day period, volume still matters because Facebook has 20. Are they going to better optimize if they have 20 over a seven day period or 200? Right, they're more than likely they have a, they have more data to go off of. They'll have a better they'll do a better job of optimizing with two hundred conversions as opposed to twenty. Um, so yeah, maybe so maybe you can optimize with twenty, but yeah, more is better. Um, but it's also one of those things. It's like you know, when should I optimize for conversion? At, at what point when I'm getting how many conversions? It's like always test you know they're, they're really I, right. don't, I don't think there's like this one threshold where it's all of a sudden going to start working it depends on how many conversions you're getting it depends on the quality of conversions that you're getting and everything all that data that's coming into facebook for their optimization purposes um yeah keep testing right i totally agree with you well good um there's one other thing i just want to make sure we, we touched back on because i I don't think we provided much detail on it and some people may be confused and that's regarding the um, collections ad format. Yep. Uh, because this, this is a big deal. Um, so essentially uh, let me kind of provide some background on, on the necessity for it before kind of explaining what it is. Um, I've seen a lot of people who use, let's say video to try to sell a product. And it's not that video to sell they can't work for selling a product. I just personally wouldn't use it as the only my only method for selling a product, right? So I I always simplify this and like if you want people to click a link and buy something, you better provide them an easy to find link, right? Uh, if you just want them you want awareness on something, so they watch a video, show that video. And it, it, it can be good for top of the funnel type of stuff where, okay, they saw it, they engaged with that video, they watched it, now show them another ad with a link driving them to, to buy that product. So that's always been my stance. And then collections came along, which I think can be pretty awesome. So basically what it is, you can start with either a video or an image that's kind of like the feature of the ad, whatever it takes up the the the, the most of the real estate of this ad and then below it it pulls in um 
for thumbnails for products that come straight from your product feed. And you, you determine what product set that is and this and that. So it could be make sure that they're products that are related to whatever's in the video. And then when they click on any of that, it drives them into what is essentially like a canvas. Um, that, that whole canvas instant article type behavior where it loads immediately. So it's not on your website yet. But again, built off of your product feed where it has up to 50 products there from whatever product set you're featuring once again, um, but a minimum of eight. And um, so displays all those with the pulls straight from the feed with the description, thumbnail, all that kind of stuff. You click on one of those now and it drives to the landing page for that product on your mm-hmm. website. So yeah. I think... This, I think it's really cool. And um, I think that, again, this is one more reason why if you have an e-commerce site that you've, hopefully it's easy for you and you've been able to generate that product feed because you're not going to be able to take advantage of this otherwise. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, it, it just makes the browsing experience so nice. I mean, I don't know if you've clicked on the collections ad. I mean, I've seen a number of them and have clicked on them. And it, it just it's an it's an incredibly nice, seamless process. I mean, it just makes shopping on Facebook uh, clean um, and not dependent upon your website um, necessarily. Uh, so, you know, it makes the user experience a lot better. Um, if you, uh, it's interesting somebody said to me the other day when I was talking about collections to them, they said, I think that compared to, uh, even product listing ads, which are, you know, is a major money maker for Google. So you search for whatever it is and it comes up on those product listing ads and, and search results. Um, or as search engine marketers call them SERPs mm. search engine results page. So, uh, they show up on the SERPs. And it's not as clean. It, there's there's a lot of noise in the collections ad unit. That's very clean. There's not a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I anyway, I think that's going to become an increasingly bigger used ad unit, and I think more people will will actually get into it. Uh, and I'm happy because it ultimately Facebook always has and uh, and always will continue to push us into doing what is best. Uh, and what will actually, you know, give the user the best experience. And so they're going it, to, it, dynamic product ads aren't easy, right? They're, right? they're not easy on us. They're not easy to set up. It, they're making them easier, but there's still complications, but it should, it should be a little bit of friction. It should be a little bit hard um, to get those things up and going and, uh, and be interested to hear people's results as they start to test them more. Yeah. The, the one thing though, that I don't really understand about the collections is that it's mobile only. Um, right. Like, I, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's funny. Like, five years ago, whatever, everybody complained that mobile was always an afterthought. Now it seems like desktop is always an after, afterthought. Um, but for anyone who's, who thinks they've seen these in desktop, there is something that looks a lot like this. Basically, you can create something manually like this in desktop where um, you tag your products and then those products, those specific products. So that, that doesn't take use of... Uh, make use of your, your feed though, where it's kind of automated and whatnot. But, um, have, have you ever, have you, what do you think about that, that, um, approach as well is where you, I, I assume you could, I think you have either a link or a video or anything and then tag products. Yeah. They'll, they'll take them into desktop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, 
the, the I had heard, I don't know how many years ago this was, two years ago maybe, um, that you couldn't, if you were working at Facebook and you had a product that you wanted to bring to Sheryl Sandberg and or Zuckerberg, you had to only bring it on mobile. You couldn't, it, they didn't even want to see it on desktop. Hmm. So that's probably what happened. Yeah. You know, they're like, this is fine. Let's roll it out on mobile um, where most of their daily active users are, you know. Uh, anyway, and where most of the revenue comes from. So, Definitely. I agree though. They'll 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 come out on they'll come out on on desktop um, because I think they they ultimately will be successful. Yes, they will. Well, uh, we're approaching the end here. I mean, do you have any uh, last minute things you want to talk about? No, I just want to put in a plug mm. plugs uh, for a new podcast that I am actually co-hosting uh, with my buddy Austin Browner. Uh, from e-commerce influence uh he and his buddy chad and business partner used to run the e-commerce influence podcast together and i am now taking over uh and i'm doing it with austin so we are we put that out um so i just wanted to give a little plug on that the e-commerce influence podcast if those of you that are using e-commerce austin's expertise is within email marketing and within email funnels and he's really 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 good at that um and we're going to bring people on the show and hopefully have John on the show to talk about things on the Facebook side. And so anyway, I just wanted to to give a plug on that. And if you also uh, want to book time with me, you can always do so on John's site at Fox with digital, excuse me, johnlimer.com backslash consult. Um, And I'm at foxwithdigital.com. So those are all my plugs. That's the plug section at the end. Uh, But uh, nothing else big that I want to talk about right now. Keep emailing. If you listen to the end, I always want to hear from you. And I'm always interested to hear what's going on in your world and how things are rocking. So it's just Andrew at Foxville Digital. You can email me anytime. Awesome. Well, I called the uh, bartender for the tab and he looked at me like I was a moron because we've been sitting here wasting these st- these uh, uh, bar stools, taking up ah, spots, just drinking, just drinking water. But, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the, we're, we're just loafing around right now. <laughs> Always fun to have you on the show, Andrew. Um, I'm looking forward to talk to you again next month. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.